Well, that was the sound of the government being shut down. I'm sure you can recognize that. This is Alan Weiss, and this is the uncomfortable truth. Listen, so we just had this shutdown. Nobody noticed it very much, but we did. Uh, And the government, of course, wasn't really shut down. In other words, the post office was open and delivering mail. TSA was on duty searching us before we got on airplanes. Um, ATC was operative. The military were operative. The Coast Coast Guard was protecting the coasts. Uh, The national parks were open. Well, most of the government was not shut down. Just the non-essential part. But you know what? Congressional staffers were deemed as essential. What would happen if the people in Congress and people in the House and the Senate didn't get their pay when the government shut down, just as some government workers didn't, the non-essential people who were sent home? Congress, congressional members still get their salaries. You know, it's the old if-then reality, right? In other words, would you vote for a $10 million bond issue to increase infrastructure in your state. Well, that sounds good. We don't want the bridges crumbling. Don't want rivers overflowing. But when it's phrased like this, would you vote for a $10 million infrastructure bond issue if it increased your tax rates by 3%, you get a different response. If then. There's seldom only an if. There's usually also a then. What happens is we don't appreciate the consequences. Sometimes, of course, there is no consequence. We can do things and there's no adverse condition that results. But usually there are consequences. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Robert Heinlein, science fiction writer. But those in Congress, I wonder, they have no consequence. They get their money. They have their staff. They have their private transportation. They get free haircuts. They don't stand in TSA lines. They get tickets and admission to places without having to go through the normal procedures. They get the best schools for their kids. I doubt the entrance requirements are applied as strictly. They get free medical insurance, and it's better than the the ones that most people have. They get to go on junkets around the world. You know, some congressman from New Jersey suddenly has to go to Hong Kong to find out how chopsticks are made. When the Founding Fathers put together the Electoral College, and the reason, of course, there's such a a debate and and, um, a, a ferocious antipathy toward the Electoral College, is that they did it so that large population centers couldn't control the Congress, which would have happened if you simply let Los Angeles and New York account in the popular vote and nothing else. Uh, And it was also meant so that certain interests wouldn't rule, wouldn't dominate the legislative process. And those interests at the time, interestingly enough, were deemed to be agrarian. The framers didn't want uh, agricultural interests to dominate the legislature. It's too bad they didn't put in time uh, term limits, but nonetheless, they never dreamed, they never had a nightmare that the legislature would be dominated by lawyers. And that's who dominates the legislature today. So farmers who grow crops are one thing, but lawyers, what do they do? They make laws. And that's why we have this tangled bureaucracy. And that's why we have lawmakers who don't have the if-then because they don't suffer the consequences of their own actions. So special interests are dominating the legislature. It's just that those special interests are attorneys who create an immune system for themselves, who insulate themselves and isolate themselves from the ramifications that the rest of us have to face.
Government would not be shut down if people in Congress suffered as a result. Ironically, when Congress shuts down, nobody really cares. When they go home for the summer, when they adjourn, nobody knows the difference. I think a New York State uh, legislature, legislator, uh, a New York State judge, excuse me, said, no one's life, liberty, or property are safe when the state legislature is in session. Said that in the 19th century. Some people are prescient. There are public servants who act like princes. They don't act like public servants. They act like public rulers. You know, no matter what you think of President Obama, good, bad, or indifferent, when he decided to go to a play in New York, take his wife to see a play, which was a wonderful gesture, he did in such a way that Manhattan was tied up for six hours. Traffic couldn't move. There were security measures in place. Why couldn't he just sneak into town unannounced and see his play? I mean, take some security people with you, but do you have to stop one of the largest cities in the world? We get the government we deserve. We hear that all the time. We get the kind of government we deserve. We get the kind of government for which we vote. Do we really? Do we deserve this kind of arrogance? This kind of ego? This kind of stubbornness and selfishness? Do it my way or the highway? We'll shut you down if you don't do this? We'll vote for you if you put this supercilious, extraneous rider on the bill? Do we really deserve that? Do we deserve the crazy gerrymandering which some of the courts are finally deeming illegal that create congressional voting districts that look like a Rorschach test in order to corral all the Democrats or all the Republicans into one place so they can elect somebody from their party? We should force lawmakers, and if this weren't a podcast, you would see my air quotes, we should force lawmakers to be subject to their laws. Pass only health care measures that they're a part of. Demand that they share in whatever they vote for that impacts their constituency. They have to be included. You know, they're making 200000 and better a year for what is a really part-time work. If they pass laws increasing security, delaying travel, extending searches, increasing taxes, whatever it is, it ought to apply to them too. You know, I remember that uh, a senator from one of the Dakotas who, who left office after two or three terms in the Senate was going to go back to Washington for um, a meeting uh, uh, with a private firm, serve on the board or something like that. And as was his custom at the time, he showed up at the airport 10 minutes before his flight. And of course, there was no way he could get on. They closed the doors 10 minutes before, but he didn't even make it through security. He was so used to acting as a prince. He was so used to acting with these perks and privileges that it never occurred to him that he had to change his ways. And that's what's astounding. The people voting laws aren't subject to those laws and aren't subject to the ramifications of what they create. And you know something? They should have to ask us, not each other, for pay raises. How is it that Congress could vote itself a pay raise? They should have to ask the voters if they get a pay raise. We'd have to approve it based on their performance. Let's see what happens then. I think that would improve performance, at least some of them, or drive them back to the private sector. 
So my message here today is that shutdown doesn't really mean anything. You'll have to threaten us with more than that. But it means absolutely nothing when the people shutting it down face no consequence for doing so. We need our lawmakers to be more accountable. We need for them to suffer when we suffer, and we need for them to only rejoice when we all rejoice. Because after all, we don't suffer at all when Congress is shut down, so maybe that's the way to go in the future. I'm Alan Weiss, and unfortunately, that's the uncomfortable truth.